Hey, this is Joe Bastardi, the chief meteorologist, weatherbell.com, chief forecaster, and this is the podcast that I've organized. Now, we, we've tried this a couple of times, but now we've got professionals actually working with us so we could get this out there. And uh, this is called the American Storm Podcast. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, I'm the American Storm. So let me introduce the uh, cohorts here, the guy that's going to try to keep me in line, Jeff. <laughs> See, I usually rely on others to keep me in line, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> well, Jeff Byers is here, and uh, for those of you who follow wrestling, you know who Jeff Byers is, but he's also uh, someone that can uh, poke me the right way to get me uh, fired up. <laughs> and the voice of who I want to call, I don't know if I should call you the American girl or the American woman, my daughter, Jessie. Hello, that's me. Some of you who heard the uh, original version of the podcast uh, when we tried to launch it, uh, you know, we'll say, well, Jesse really uh, provides a lot of insight, which is uh, good because of the fact that uh, she's coming from an angle that um, I'm far past. <laughs> you know, it, it, I'm right there with you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it may be rough around the edges. It's like, what's that song? Uh, Born a Rebel by Tom uh, Petty. A little rough around the edges. But we'll clean it up as we go along. And uh, obviously, we're going to work from a climate uh, weather viewpoint at first and uh, you know try to give people a heads up on the upcoming weather to some extent over the next week but from climate uh, because of all the things that are going on uh, there is linkage and everybody seems to have an opinion and uh, before we really get cranking I want to extend an invitation every week I'm going to do this to Dr. Michael Mann or Bill Nye who I've been in a movie with um, to come on the podcast now they're not going to do this unless this podcast gets big because what they'll probably figure is, well, we're big shots, so they want us on the podcast so they can attract <laughs> listeners, uh -huh. which is not the reason I'd want them on the podcast. And it's not necessarily to argue with them, but uh, I, I love picking the brains of people who disagree with me, okay? And uh, so uh, it'd be interesting to have those on. We're going to have some other guests. Uh, for instance, there's a local car dealer. I'm not going to mention him now, uh, but we'll have him on sometime. And he'll talk about electric vehicles or something like that. But uh, we may have a wrestler on here every once in a while. So uh, That would work. Anyway, um, Jesse, you want to add anything here? Nothing to say. <laughs> uh, well, when you, you have something to say, you just say it. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I, Jeff so far has been very quiet. So you got anything to say? Well, just... A couple of things. One is that I, I love the idea of the podcast uh, because of a couple of things. I, I certainly enjoy uh, listening to you, and we've had some great conversations over the years on a wide variety of topics. But also, I really do think in this day and age, uh, getting actual facts, and we are certainly going to have opinions on this uh, program as well, but I think getting facts and separating facts from opinion is important. And I think you do a great job of that and distinguishing that. And the other thing is I, I love when people say, listen, I don't want politics to get involved in this. And this could be whatever, sports. It could be school. It could be the weather. And as the great Rush Limbaugh <laughs> used to say, politics are in everything. You can wish all you want that politics weren't in this or that, but politics are in everything. And 
I think to not recognize that and to not at least acknowledge the role that uh, politics play, again, in everything, including uh, certainly these days, uh, the weather and the way weather is viewed by many is uh, just naive. And uh, so I think... I think it's going to be interesting to delve into a variety of topics, but to use weather and the climate as a starting point. Well, yeah, it's fascinating to me that a country that was founded on uh, freedom of speech and freedom of opinion and uh, under God, it, you're no longer allowed to speak about God and you're no longer allowed to uh, give your opinion on certain things. That's just, that's just, it just shows you where we've gone. Now, there are many, many aspects of weather and climate. We're not going to uh, cover them all in this particular podcast. In fact, there's, there's all sorts of different things, including where the industry is going today, how we're educating or indoctrinating, uh, depending on what you want to call it today. Uh, you know, our, our new meteorologists, the pressures the young kids have that come out of college, you spend $150,000 to get a meteorology degree, and your first uh, TV station you're on or whatever, the producer's telling you, well, I, I got to 83 today, the normal high is 80, but uh, you got to say that it was because of climate change, it was warmer or whatever. Right. So th these kids are under a lot of pressure and the freedom to think and the individual will that God gave us is under assault. And is it's kind of ironic because of all the things that you ever look at with the uh, climate and weather and the majesty of the atmosphere and the creation of God. That's the one they're after most. Well, I just have a question. How many kids do you think in college now who come out with a meteor meteorology degree actually believe, though? like are so far deep into it that act the they believe that yes it is due to climate change rather than oh shoot i'm just forced to say this i like you know because i feel like a lot of people my age gen uh, i don't obviously i can't speak to meteorologists but uh a lot of people my age are so far gone it's not even like eh it's it's just it's just years and years and years of almost fear-mongering or something but to speak to meteorologists, do you think they actually believe at this point that, yes, it's due to climate change? Because I know a lot of environmental science majors do. Like, yes, this is a problem I want to solve, but it's an unsolvable problem, which I think is designed that way. But, yeah. Well, no, I think, uh, you know, I think that they're, they're indoctrinated. In fact, uh, uh, there was a guy that came up, he's an alumni, and uh, his daughter was interested in coming to Penn State. He was up talking to some people up in the uh, meteorology department, and they said, uh, oh, no, Joe believes like us. He just says what he says because he wants to say that, because I want to get attention. That's a, that's, a, that's a big thing, you know. And, I w you know, as far as my personality, you know, there are things I do try to get attention in. I mean, you know, I bodybuild. That's a, that's a way to try to get attention, getting up on stage at the age of 68 with next to nothing on. That gets attention, okay? Or getting up in karaoke. That gets attention. But with the weather, the weather is pure in itself. It doesn't need me to hype it. If I get fired up about something, it's because that's what I believe. And sometimes you're wrong. Uh, in my case, I've been, uh, you know, I keep counting the times I'm wrong, and I'm wrong uh, too much, uh, too much as far as I'm concerned. But I don't. I have never done anything with the express purpose of what can I say to get somebody's attention. I've never had to do that at all, like in the weather. Like, if yeah. I, I get fired up, it's because I think it's going to happen. And, uh, you know, there was a, it was very interesting back in 2007. A dear, dear, dear friend of mine, one of the closest friends I've ever had in meteorology, 
was quoted in the Philadelphia Inquirer saying, oh, he just does that because he wants to get attention, right? And I was like, no, that's not, you know, I know my own motives. Now, again, I, I got an ego and all this other stuff, but I, I believe that, uh, you know, the way I've designed my life, sort of, sort of speak, is I like trying to do things I'm not supposed to be able to do, but the gifts that I've been given from God are up to him and not to me, and they don't need any amplification. I'll tell you, an interesting, uh, here I go, start dominating. I walked into the Commodore Inn in uh, Easton, Pennsylvania, owned by Larry Holmes, right? I'll never forget it. All the portraits of every heavyweight champ from the 1800s all the way on were all hanging up in there, right? And every one of them had their names. Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm talking. No, this is boxing. <laughs> no, Kassar. No, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think they heard it. <laughs> uh, all the uh, heavyweight boxing champions. Uh, Joe Lewis was up there, except Joe Lewis didn't have his name tag on there. So I went to a guy at the desk. Cause I said, Joe Lewis, uh, how come you don't have his name up there? He goes, because Larry says Joe Lewis don't need no uh, introduction. How about That's it? how the weather is. The weather does not, the weather stands on its own in its majesty. Uh, it doesn't need someone to say that this is because of this, 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 and this. It'll, it'll, it'll amplify itself and make people actually come to it. And what you're seeing now is because of the different uh, motivation. Uh, basically, it's dragging the whole thing through the sewer, the same kind of sewer you see with a bunch of other things. So there's linkage on it. Yeah, there's... A, a about 10 different directions I would like to go off of that. The, let me start with this one, which is I do wonder how many uh, – my wife works in the mental health field, so let me preface the comments with this. So I wonder how many people now are growing up when you listen to this because for the last 20 years, probably more, they have been touting that – the end of civilization as we know it is coming because the waters are going to rise and global warming is, is going to end us all. And there's, there's two things about that. One is I don't think that we are spending enough time actually looking at the false prophecies that have consistently come out of the mouths of people on that side, that it's man-made global warming and it's going to be the end of the world as we know it because they keep changing the prediction by 10 years after each decade passes and it never comes to fruition. But if you are growing up, and you know Greta Thunberg is the glaring example of this, but you're, you, know, you are absolutely, if you buy into that, you are understandably... Uh, apoplectic, that the end of the world is, is near and nobody's doing anything about it. The, well, other, the other part is, even if you believe that that, that element is, is there and we're getting there, I still think you're not understanding the remarkable history of mankind and our ability to adjust. And even if you buy that, yep, all of this is happening and the oceans are going to rise and all this stuff is going to happen... We will adjust. And when you look at the technological advances that we are making year to year and decade to decade, again, we're talking now about possibly in having people inhabit Mars. I don't know whether it will happen, but I never thought we'd be 
seeing uh, the transfer portal the way it is these days. So who knows? But I, I just think at some point we've got to start understanding that there are other solutions to this other than just, well, we've got to get rid of fossil fuels immediately. Well, the Martians aren't going to let us up there because we're going to pollute their atmosphere with CO2. It's already 96% CO2, and somehow it's freezing up there. Uh, you know, I know a guy who tried to open a restaurant on Mars, and he, uh, the criticism was great food but no atmosphere. Uh, well, I feel like now more than ever, something that's skipped over, of course they want to fearmonger and create problems that are unsolvable, but not real because there's a lot of money that goes into that. If you can just keep funneling money into problems that you'll never solve, that's unlimited money essentially for how long was nature it was like penn state wrestling versus the little sisters of the poor nature versus versus mankind and how many how many climate deaths were there it's like we're actually it's it's we're posing a not a threat but it's isn't life better than ever yeah. there are four times as many people on the planet as 1930 with 128 the amount of climate deaths and uh, let, let me just say that i uh, you know and you're going to hear this from me Quite often, this is spiritual combat because uh, when you, uh, you know, w we believe there's an inverse relationship between fear and faith. So if you diminish the amount of faith in a higher calling, your individual will, then what's going to happen? And uh, the uh, situation is such that uh, I also think that the, the comfort of the society is leading to this, especially the United States, that we're so comfortable that we believe everything should be perfect. Uh, you, you take the average person and not, well, my dad used to work at uh, the FAA Tech Center, Atlantic City, right? And during the 60s, there was no air conditioning. They had salt pills all over the place, so you wouldn't dehydrate yourself, right? So, you, you know, you were used to the fact that it was hot outside sometimes. Now, if you're, let's say you're the Washington Post climate editor, you're driving into work at 7.30 in your air-conditioned car. You get out maybe for five minutes, notice it's a little bit warm out, walk into the building. You come back out at, uh, you know, 5 o'clock, it's 93 degrees, and you think the world's ending. And, you know, the average male has half the testosterone now at the age of 35 as we did in our 50s. Well, what does that mean? What happens to a society that is uh, naturally heavier now? Things are going to appear rougher, and they, that plays, plays right into the whole thing. But they're doing this kind of stuff, and what, what's amazing is they would not be able to even have the technology to observe this if it wasn't for the fact that we made all these advances through fossil fuels. There was recently a, um, uh, a ruling in Montana where a bunch of 10-year-old you know, kids, and that's what they do, they get kids, sued the state of Montana for climate change and carbon dioxide, right? Montana's carbon footprint is negative, is negative, because they put out so little carbon dioxide that the amount of forestry in Montana pulls that out of the air. I suspect, and there's, I'm on the Climate Change Advisory Committee now here in Pennsylvania, and I got my first meeting on Tuesday. In the words of Jack Nicholson, wait till they get a load of me. Because I suspect in looking at the data as to Pennsylvania's admissions, because Pennsylvania wants to get into this, Reggie, that we are already carbon neutral in the state. We're already probably carbon neutral with the amount of forestry. You want to you get carbon dioxide down to, if you're afraid of that? Well, I'm not afraid of it, but if you're afraid of that, okay, fine. Build five nuclear power plants and have natural gas and plant another 100 million trees in the state, and bang, your, your problem's done. 
as opposed to, yeah, I don't know if you've seen your electric bill of late. I have indeed. You see what's going on? I do. And the other, I think, well, one of the many other misconceptions is, hey, we get rid of fossil fuels and then everything's clean. As if the... <laughs> As if there's no mining for the oh, that's uh, materials we, we need for the solar panels. As if there's no the, the the impact. I just cannot believe that a true environmentalist is looking at the electric vehicle, for example, and the batteries involved there, and saying, "Oh yes, my God, this is going to save well, our planet." A, it uh, makes no go, sense. How are you going to charge those batteries for one? And you know, in the words. Where are you getting the cobalt from to create all these electric electric cars? Do you know anything? If we're so concerned about humanity, how about the inhumane situation, uh, inhumane scenarios that all those kids in the cobalt mines in North Africa are mining coal so you can be on your cell phone, and you can drive your electric car. So yeah, you're so concerned about the environment, and this stems from there is no way. Like if you boil it down, the environmentalist argument will always come back to being a uh, viewing humans as a parasite on the earth as opposed to viewing us as a part of nature, which is why it can bleed into abortion, which is why it can bleed into human rights, which is why it can bleed into everything. And it all boils down to that. And I didn't mean to open up that, but it's no, just, it's just, you're, you want your electric cars, but what about the cobalt mine, kids in the cobalt mines? It's just, you can't. Well, the amazing thing is, okay, I'm going to give you an example of hypocrisy, utter sheer hypocrisy. Joe Biden, our president, says that the number one existential threat is man-made global warming. That's caused by CO2. The United States puts out 10%, down to 10% of the CO2, okay? The atmosphere, mankind, only contributes 10% of the CO2. So now, I want you to think about this. We are talking about the part of the atmosphere is 0.042%, times 0.1, that's what man puts in, times the United States input. If you're really serious about this existential threat, why aren't you, why aren't you going after China? China puts out over 50% of the car. And the Chinese, listen, I have nothing. You want to know something? They're out to win. And they're laughing at us. They're, oh, yeah, fine. Yeah, just go over there and crash your society in this. You, you folks have to wake up to what's going on. If a guy, if your leader of your country is saying this is the worst threat ever, why is he letting someone else put out five times the amount of carbon dioxide, right? And that's the other problem. People don't understand. It's not a heat-trapping gas. For goodness sakes, it increases 1.8 parts per million a year. Do you realize what the United States contribution? The United States contribution to that is 1.8 parts per 100 million. Do you really think that we're causing heat-trapping gas? Of course not. There's a radiative process involved. And the radiative process cannot penetrate the oceans. So if the oceans are warming, that's not from carbon dioxide. They're from, and we'll talk about that some other time. But this is what I'm talking about. The whole argument falls apart when something else is revealed. And what is crazy to me is that the journalists today, they, they simply just, I, I can't, it's almost, I, I don't mean, that's not weird here, but are you sociopathic? Do you just, just lie and you just don't care? I can't figure it out. Well, I, I, I also think there is a high degree of narcissism that plays into all of this. Uh, in that, 
the the thinking is if the United States cleans itself up, then everybody else will follow. And that's obviously not the way that works. Uh, and we have clear evidence of that time and time again. And there's also, again, I, th- I think we just overrate the impact that, that we have negatively uh, also. There's no question. The United States over the years has made plenty of mistakes. A large part of that has to do with the fact that it's human beings. And we are all flawed. Let, let, let's, let's remember, too, you know, Barack Obama famously said 4% of the population is using 25% of the world's resources. Okay, I'll give you that. But look what we're doing with it. And why is everybody trying to come into this country? Why is everybody stealing our technology? Why are we exporting our technology? Is the world a better place because of what we are doing? And there is some kind of mass guilt that has gone on here. And I don't know, maybe people just feel guilty because they, they've been blessed the way they are. Look, have gratitude toward God. You don't have to feel guilty about it. But for goodness sakes, understand what the facts are. I always tell people, don't believe me. Just actually go look. Well, that's a problem. No one will go and look. Yeah, and I think there's, there's also, you, you, I think it relates to virtue signaling in that, you want to be perceived as the person that's doing good, and you want to be perceived as somebody that cares. And I think every all of us want to be well, perceived that way, and we want to do that. that. That's baggage. That's the equivalent of David being forced by Saul to fight with that armor. You know, and it's actually it's very interesting. You're involved with wrestling, but you know what Kale tries to preach. So what? The, you know, wrestle in front of your heavenly father. Well, if you do what you're made to do in front of your heavenly father, you actually will eliminate that baggage. Oh, I wonder what they think about or this thinks about or that thinks about. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you're exactly right. The whole. But, but what is that doing? That's a worship of man. Right. Yeah. Uh, OK. And when you when you virtue signal, I want you to think about this. When you do something because you want to impress someone else. You're literally saying, you're my God, I want to impress you, right? As opposed to, well, what's the, what's the right thing to do over here? So, so many, you know, this is our first podcast. There's so many different angles over here, yes. you know? I mean, good Lord. I mean, we, so uh, it's, it's just a, a nasty situation. Well, and just what, one, one last thing for the, the f- first one here is that I— the other component that I think is just fascinating, uh, at least to me, to, to watch in terms of how one side believes so firmly that it's in the right, to go back to the science that is out there, we are okay with people saying the world is flat. We laugh, and it's like, well, that's silly, but nobody says... You can't say the world is flat. We say, well, no, you can say it. It's just provably wrong. That's ridiculous. Uh, people will say man never landed on the moon. That's fine. You can have that opinion. It's, again, provably wrong. And we don't try to shut those people up. We just kind of laugh and, okay, well, you can believe what you want. When it comes to climate change, you are not allowed to believe what the science actually tells you, you must believe, or there is an attempt to squash the uh, other opinions from even getting out. 
And that, I think, is, is just ridiculously well, dangerous. Well, that's exactly right. So what is that telling you? What the real motivation behind the issue is has nothing to do with climate or science or weather or improving your life or my life. For goodness sakes, you fight the, you know what, you know what this whole thing is like, oh, it's the worst existential threat that we have, right? Well, I'll tell you what, there are homeless people and people starving that they're not thinking about that. Fight, it's like a guy that says he's in the first round of the Nationals and he's already wondering who he's going to wrestle in the finals. He's seated 47th and Win the first match, for goodness sakes. We have so many actual physical problems. And the problem is that we can't, the, the people that are doing this, when you actually look at what the cities are like, they know they can't solve the problem. So what do they do? Let's go to some other problem and get everybody behind. This is Wilsonian politics. I mean, Woodrow Wilson was the first guy to dream this up. Let's all get behind the climate. So there's so many different things that are involved. And uh, down the road, I'm, you know, we didn't get into it tonight, but I'm going uh, if you read some of the stuff I put on Twitter or CFACT, uh, uh, you know, you can see as plain as the nose of my Italian face what is a large driver of this. And it's strictly natural and it makes sense, too. But, uh, you know, you're not going to get that out there. We get we get a couple of people and uh, we'll see how we'll see how it works out. We're going to have to do these podcasts for a long, long time. Because well, we've got a lot of territory to cover. Yeah, well, we'll just wait till we get just wait till we get into linkage. So, uh, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Jesse sign off, I sign off, and I always or you sign off, and I sign off with my outro line. I'm going to explain you what's going on. So, the voice of the American, you want to be the American girl, or American woman? She'll figure it out. She's one of them. But common sense from a younger generation. I don't know how to sign off. I'm just going to say bye. I'm not fancy. Uh, I will also just say uh, goodbye. I don't think I'm especially fancy either. Well, I always believed I was fancy, but I'm not. (laughs) But I want everyone, listen, don't get upset. God has blessed you. And above all, enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got.